Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now back to Willard and Diggs. Take it away, Mark. Hey, Steph. Good game, brother. Good game. Underrated win by the Warriors yesterday. What does that mean, Mark? <laughs> I said that. I wrote that in the email last you night. Did, just to tip and you I didn't off. respond. I saw it this morning at about four in the morning, and I thought, "Oh, come this on! Guy. Look at him. They won on the road. That was special." Mark, if you're the defending champion <laughs> and you have designs on another championship, beating Washington uh-huh. is not. An underrated win. I mean, without Clay Thompson, I was blown away. I was so impressed. If you're a mediocre team who can't win on the road and you have no designs on being a championship team, then yes, I'll give it to you. Underrated win. And by the way, uh, Warriors at the White House today, our very own Whitley Sandretto, our social media maven, our social media reporter, anchor, editor extraordinaire, she'll be there. To see Grandpa Joe and the Warriors. How exciting of an assignment is that? By the way, we're sending you on the road. Oh, you're going to go to the Warrior game? No, you're going to the White House. Um, interesting. That's different. So, yeah, I think, and uh, word tells me, and I think that this is uh, East Coast time, 245 is going to be the main event. They're going to be there. They're there right now. They're there for our time. I think they're there from 8.30 this morning until about 1 o'clock um, at about 11.45. Hour, a little over an hour and a half from right now is like that main event where everybody's going to be standing up there and uh, there'll be some sort of an address from uh, from the president to the Warriors. So all that's going on. Here's what I mean by that. Uh, the, the, and then we'll get back to your calls and the Niners and all of this stuff. And, and, and we'll also have for you something that will take your hatred of the Cowboys and Jerry Jones to a completely new level. Um, but uh, here's what I mean by that. If you're going to be a team that was struggling on the road to the worst road record in the entire NBA, to start this road trip off 2-1 and one, while... I'm not saying I'm impressed. They've played three terrible teams, and they only beat two of them. Uh, but to do this without Clay Thompson, the come from behind, like, there's progress there. Is it enough? Absolutely not. Like, I'm down to scratching my head in terms of the Warrior defense. I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell anybody. There are only three teams in the NBA that allow more points per game than the Golden State Warriors, and they're literally the three worst teams in the NBA. So how the Warriors have even gotten themselves to 500 playing this kind of defense tells you how amazing they are offensively. I, I, but I don't, I don't know what else to say. Like, I, I can't look at their games and break down why defensively everybody hits all their three-pointers when they play the Warriors. They're just not doing enough. And why they haven't figured it out yet, I, I, I don't know. Is it an effort thing that will get better? Maybe. I, it's all of the above. When you're giving up a buck 18 a game, it's effort, it's personnel, it's scheme, it's all of the above. And, you know, I, I talk about this a lot with uh, Matt Steinmetz, noon to three, and he's right when he talks about individually, all of the defensive players are not defending as well as they used to. Draymond Green, he is not DPOY any longer. He's still a great defender. Steph Curry's not as good on defense. Klay Thompson's lost a step. Andrew Wiggins is not playing with the same level of interest and effectiveness that he did in May and June of last year. Kevon Looney is Kevon Looney. Jordan Poole cannot play defense. And then you're left with the scrubs who don't play often enough to really make much of an impact. So 
It's all those things as to why you don't play good enough defense. By the way, before we go back to the phones, I want to go back to our uh, our YouTube situation. I said a moment ago that we were closing in on 20,000 and that we were at about 19,800. All I needed to do was click that little refresh button. So thank you to some of the commenters that were like, no, 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 you're not at 19,800. You are over 20,000. Okay. We have reached the 20,000 subscriber level on YouTube. So first and foremost, to each and every one of you who watch on YouTube every day or get your content after the shows, thank you so freaking much. And now the race for 25,000 starts. And then 30. And then 40. And then the entire world. Exactly. Seven billion subscribers. That's right. That's right. We're on our way. So thank you. Thank you to each of you who do that. That's really, really awesome because we love the the interaction there. And, and I know a lot of people, I will just say this, a lot of people who is like, once you try YouTube, you're like, oh, this is a different way to bring the show in. So I know a lot. By the way, I'll mention this. Lovely Christy is one of them. She's like, check the show out on YouTube. She's like, I like doing that. I like doing that and, and watching there maybe even a little bit more than the traditional way of bringing the show in. So We got to get her in the comments there. Oh, maybe she is. I think she's been there before. Maybe she's Niners Warriors. I think she, I think maybe she's, she's Sammy Brick. I think she's at Kevin Durant. Actually, okay. is her. Uh, she's okay. got a burner account. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> maybe she's the Brickhead family. I don't I mean, know. All don't kinds know. of commenters flying in. Very, there, very so. mysterious. All right. 888-957-9570. It's Willard and Dibs. What are y'all doing? Okay. Let's rock and roll here. Basic Kev in Oakland. Uh, you're on the show. What are you what doing? Up, what up, what up, y'all? What's what up? are divers? Well, well, I don't know if I want to tell you exactly what I'm doing right this moment because it's probably a little bit too R-rated for the radio. But okay, um, just know I need tissue after that. So, <laughs> you need um, some Doritos? Is that what you tell? Go ahead. All right, Kev. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Okay, so look, this, this is my take on what y'all been talking about because I've been a 49er fan since I was seven. So I got to see Steve Young come in for Joe. I got to see Garcia. And I got to see Cap come in for Alex. And, and Willard, I got to agree with you and Diver, you too. And this is why. Because, Willard, what you're saying, or at least what I hear you saying, is that these last seven games, what we see Brock Purdy doing, it, it was a mirage maybe if it happened for one game. But for seven games, it's just kind of like that math comp you use, uh, Willard, like saying a math problem. Well, if it's an algebra problem, you know, there's factors. And sometimes you plug in the wrong numbers, you get the wrong solution. But now you plug it in seven times, you get the same answer. You're starting to think, I think we got it now. I think we got the equation and the factors that we need to make it work. And that one missing piece was Brock. And I went to the game the other day. I mean, this dude is a real thing. I mean, his awareness in the pocket, his ability to escape and still keep his eyes downfield. It's not like Alex, it's not like Jimmy, it's not like Kaepernick. This dude is a real bona fide quarterback. It, and, and it has been no trick plays. It's been all straight up football. So, yes, I am excited about the future. But right now, I see what Brock is doing. If he keeps doing this, this is the future. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean, basic Kev, thank you. I'm glad somebody Thanks, can hear what's coming out of my mouth. Because, listen, here's something that everybody would have to admit. Okay, and this is what I mean about the excitement of Brock and not making it just about this weekend's game. Is this a fair statement to make? Would anybody disagree with me here? The 49ers have a better chance to win the Super Bowl because of Brock Purdy. They have a better chance. You all now think they have a better chance to win the Super Bowl than when Jimmy was quarterbacking or than when Trey was quarterbacking. So if that's the case, then that's where my two points are blending together, and that's what I'm saying. You can say, all I care is about the Cowboy game. Right. Fine. And they have a better chance to win it because of what has taken place, which feels like a big flipping deal. It's only the a big 49ers deal if he's found able their to guy. get it done. And this is what this See, is where I have to where, stop and you. That's where I disagree this is where with I you. Stop you because if he pulls a Jimmy G and you are mm. captain, save a Jimmy G. Mm. If he takes you to the Super Bowl and then he proves himself unworthy 
of winning the Super Bowl, then where are we? You can't do that to a guy. No, you can't. No, you can't. Because that's the way. You can't tell me how to fan. Well, no, you that's can fan however fan. you want. But the problem with your point is, is that it takes actual real life out of play. The problem with your point Did is Tom you're Brady, trying to crown him no, before he's done a damn I'm not, thing. I'm not saying that, but I'm going to give any quarterback the greatest of them all, in fact, last night. Oh, he stinks. You get to have bad games. Oh, it's over. You get to have bad games, and this is an absolute core of many of our arguments. He gets to have a bad game. No, but like, let's go back to the beginning of the Warriors and by the way, season. He didn't have necessarily a bad game. He had no offensive line. He he was getting. We can say whatever we want. Every quarterback, the greatest of them all, Joe Montana included, Steve Young, Brady, and Aaron Rodgers, they've all had bad games. Patrick Mahomes went to a Super Bowl and got clowned by the Buccaneer defense, but nobody went. Ah, he has proven himself unworthy. Nobody does that because well, he you're had a chip at that point. Well, fine, but that like, why does that mean that like now now we can't talk about you anymore because you won once? Like that's my point. We did this to Clay at the beginning of the year. Oh, Clay! Now all of a sudden, Clay Thompson stinks at basketball. Four-time champion. It's a, right. I get it. Brock Purdy couldn't win a bowl game at Iowa State. Well, and and they that, won one. And, and that obviously, it, I mean, Tom Brady wasn't even a starter in college. So, like, that's my point. I think they found their guy. No matter what happens this weekend, because he's already for a stretch for half a season now done more than anyone else has ever done under Kyle Shanahan in a 49er uniform. Already. So there are two more than things. Jimmy G who yes. led you to a Super Bowl? Yes. Man. He's never had a seven-game stretch like this. Has he? Did I miss something? He's never won an NFC Championship game. So, I mean, he's... What he's See, done but, in the regular uh, season is great. And this is where and you and the I playoffs differ. Now. It's a nice playoff win. Yeah. It's a quality playoff win at home against an overmatched team. That's great. Mm. Come out and beat Dallas. Something that hasn't happened in 25 years and I believe two months. Well, that's it's just been, the stadium. I know you're. It's been I know a you're, quarter of a century. Why are you hung up on the home these game? These are facts. They beat the Dallas Cowboys less than 12 because months ago. as a 49er fan, when you are at home and the star comes to town and you don't beat them, that's a real thing. And it's been 25 years since you've been able to do that. So if Brock Purdy is able to do that, be a Niner quarterback to beat Dallas in the playoffs at home, that's a real thing. That's a bigger thing than beating an overmatched bunch of rookies on the road from oh, Seattle. I don't disagree that this is the biggest game of his career. What I disagree with is the idea that if he doesn't win this weekend, it just erases everything that's no, happened at this say point. That. Sounds like it. No. It sounds like it. No, no, and I, I told I, you in the last segment that no matter what, he comes into camp next year as QB1. So that doesn't erase what he's done. If he loses this game to Dallas 31-9 to because he's ineffective, they're ineffective, and finally the offensive line is a sieve, and Micah Parsons runs roughshod, and Brock Purdy turns it over four times, he still goes into camp next year as the favorite to win the job. So I'm not saying at all that a bad performance erases anything. I'm just not ready to anoint him as him until we really see him come out and win the job. I, 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 I and ultimately, guess, it's not about what I think. It's right, about what Kyle Shanahan and, thinks. And I think we, I think we can tell what what Kyle probably thinks based on the way he calls plays when all three of these quarterbacks are in there. Um, but that that that's just the thing. I to me, sports fans do this too often, where you've got a long sample of something that's really good, and then there's one bad moment, and 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 we go, oh, see, he actually stinks. It's like no, right? Like like guy hits three home runs and then strikes out in the bottom of the ninth. He went three for four with three home runs. It's not like, oh, God, see, but you can't do it in the ninth. Like, you're not going to do it every week. You're not going to do it every time. We're, we're not going to see anything this weekend that tells us Brock Purdy's a wimp. Right? Oh, he can't handle the big moment. Brock Purdy has shown you already. Like, we're done with the whole, is he scared? Uh-oh, what does he do when the lights come on? Conversation's over. Brock's not scared. He's not. Doesn't mean he's going to have a bad game at some point. Hopefully it's not until September. Hopefully it's not this weekend. I'm with you. I'm not diminishing anything about this week. But we can't when he gets to that bad game, I, I, I think it's a mistake for people to go, oh now we see the real Brock. 
Like that's one game, and they all right. get they all throw picks, they all get bad games, and man, you can rally back from that. Only I'm one talking, quarterback wins the Super Bowl. But the, and, I get this, that. and this sample is getting larger every week. It is, and it hasn't looked bad yet. It, no, it hasn't. So it hasn't for a number of reasons, something. including the fact that he is not showing any signs that the moment's too big for him. He's spinning out of trouble. He's making plays. He's showing elusiveness. He's looked fantastic. And if he loses this weekend, it doesn't mean Niner fans are ready to throw the baby out with the bathwater. That's, that's not what I'm saying. I don't think that's what any fan is saying. No, sorry. I, that that, that uh, saying always makes me feel weird. Throw the baby out with yeah. the bathwater. Yeah, it gives me the willies. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. that's <laughs> a weird one. Is it right? Like, the, uh, throw the baby out. Um, 888-957-9570. Here, I got a moment of levity for you, and then we'll go back to the phones. Um, this is my favorite thing, yet also most hated thing that any sports owner has ever done. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, play that funky music, white boy. When I'm at Cowboys Stadium or sitting at home And I hear Papa John's Pizza for Jerry Jones Yo, it lights mm. me up like a Roman candle With toppings and flavor almost too good to have yeah. Cowboys, five stars, what I get It's like a Papa John's Pepsi, double bread Get a Papa John's large with up five toppings And a two-liter Pepsi, people are swallowing Cause there's no better value, yo, catch my ride Cowboys five-star combo for 10 99 there it is, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen oh, That is Jared Jones rapping in a commercial for Papa John's and Pepsa. Uh, you got to pronounce it right. It's Pepsa. And, and remember, you're not getting toppings on your pizza. You're getting toppings. You're getting some toppings there for your Papa John's pizza. Jerry Jones, man, I know you don't have facial expressions anymore because you've completely robbed your face of the of ability Botox, to do yeah. that. But man, I hope that facial expression is as dry as the sun come, what do we got, about 6.30, 6.45 yeah. on, uh, on Sunday night. That is so cringy for so many reasons. For <laughs> one, what we know about Papa John, the racist, yep. and uh, he got canceled out of his own company. And by the way, your pizza stinks, and uh, I'll go ahead and put my name <laughs> on that. Even when they By would the bring way. eighty, they would bring a hundred pizzas to the Super Bowl, Radio Row. That yeah. was Papa John would come flexing in on the Wednesday or the Thursday and bringing all these pizzas with toppings, and they most of them would go uneaten. And then they, really, oh yeah, you brought free pizza to the media and it didn't get eaten. It got eaten that by is, some. That's a but, bad pizza. Yeah, pretty much. And Jerry Jones, no pizza experience. It's appropriate that you are uh, right there alongside. Papa John rapping about pizza and Pepsi. Pepsi. Which, uh, yeah, I like Pepsi. It's, it's a solid beverage. Pepsi. Exactly. Papa John's pizza. Oh, my God. The media will eat peanuts off the ground if it's free. I mean, yeah, I'm saying the pizzas would get eaten, but invariably there would be some leftover pizza there. Radio Row. Exactly. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's so bad that, like, I know it, it, it is. It's cringy, but it's also <laughs> it's, it's also the best thing ever. Like, I want to know how that conversation. Okay, so, Jared, here, uh, here's our idea. Here's our storyboard for our ad campaign. We're going to have you come in as a rapper. Just start rapping, Jerry. Just right there. Yeah. I'm already like, I want to know where the conversation goes next. Um, and that's what we ended up with. He said yes. He did it. It's crazy when you think about uh, Jerry Jones and his background as a lightweight racist doing a pizza ad with Papa John. who a heavyweight racist. Yeah, yeah. So all of a sudden these things, history will reveal itself in very unique ways. Uh, there are so many. I think what you're saying is, gosh. Our reasons for rooting against the Cowboys are so layered, aren't they? So layered. It's just so easy. And by the way, and I don't even know if like Jerry. Pizza. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I don't know if Jerry Jones uh, makes the Mount Rushmore of reasons to hate the Cowboys, and he's a good reason yeah. to hate the Cowboys. But I think there are many, many other reasons. I know historically, for me, the pomposity of the Cowboys in the seventies. Totally. With. Uh, 
you know, Pearson and, you know, all the, the double gun salutes and Billy White Shoes Johnson and all the rest and of it. Cheerleaders and all everything. That yeah, stuff. Landry and his stupid outfit. Yeah. The all very that stuff. logo itself and uh, the moniker America's team, oh. which I know that they did not uh, heap upon themselves. I believe that was a TV creation. But to me, there are many reasons before you get to Jera. I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm with you completely, although I am reminded of this, and I know Russell Wilson's not there anymore, but really cool one-two punch to have the Seahawks come to town and then the Dallas Cowboys to remind 49er fans who their actual rival is. Like, in terms of hair on the back of my neck, there is nothing in football like the damn Dallas Cowboys. Honestly, the only thing in uh-huh. sports hatred that, that, that gets ahead of the Cowboys is the Los Angeles Dodgers. Like that, 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 those two are right next to each other. And quite frankly, whatever's third place is not real close. Right. It is the Dodgers and it is Dallas. Would it be the Lakers? Not even close. Right. Like, well, I'm yes, just asking they're on because the list. They're on the list, but they're not even near the Dodgers in Dodger Dallas. Fan. And the reason why we all <laughs> hated the Lakers for so long was because they came to town and they crushed us. There and wasn't even a conversation. The fans yeah. would show up in droves. They would take over Oracle, the old Oakland Coliseum County Arena. It'd be all purple and gold, and they'd win by 23, and Magic would be on the bench by the middle of the third quarter. That's why we hated the Lakers. It wasn't so much a rivalry. like, And I guess that that's what the Cowboys-Niners was in the 70s before I really became a fan. The Cowboys would beat the Niners every single time. The Warriors' rival feels like it's uh, you, you have to interview for it every year. Uh, like, yeah, the Lakers over over time. But, but think about it. It's been in the last decade or even just the, the Warrior dynasty. It's been the Houston Rockets at times. It's been wherever Chris Paul plays at times. It's been LeBron. It, it, like, it's a moving target for the Warriors. It's, yeah, now, great. Now, thank you, John. Memphis Grizzlies now feel like the thing. So that's a moving Where deal. Is John? He, he's in Memphis. A nice dunk. Good lord! What the hell is in that guy's shoes? I he's mean, bouncing. <laughs> it's got to be the shoes. That is something else. Okay, the, can we all right? Like he's not here for the moment, so can we all just be like, wow? But anyway, the the two things that are always there when it comes to rivalries and the Bay Area, Dodgers and Dallas. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. New Year's Day in Vegas, the Raiders, like sometimes they were a local team. Sometimes they weren't. Right. There's an energy there, but there's there's nothing like Dodgers in Dallas. Absolutely nothing. Even if you think about it in terms of like the Seattle Seahawks, great rivalry, but that's more over the last 10 or so years. Cowboys goes back 50 years. The Dodgers rivalry goes back Oh, 100 years back to the days in New York. So Seattle came and went. The Rams, similarly, they came and went. Giants and A's rivalry. It was a rivalry for a while, but, you know, outside of 1989, you haven't really had any effectual games. And they're a local team, too. And you can create your cockamamie Bay Bridge trophy all you want, (laughs) but... Nobody even, I mean, that didn't ratchet up the rivalry. Well, there's energy. The piece of concrete? There's, there's energy in those games. There's energy in those games, but I'm here for any time you want to use the word cockamamie. That's that's my favorite. Yeah, that's I my mean, favorite. Uh, how about your favorite? You want to do uh, the BPA experience? Let's go, because I'm right. one win away from getting a free <laughs> lunch. Uh, BPA, what are you doing? <laughs> Not much. Just, uh, you know, um, living the dream, guys. Uh, hey. So the that can you hear me? Yes, we can. Oh, sorry about that. Um, that caller called in before and said if Brock is first half Brock, that there's going to be a quarterback competition next year, <laughs> which I think is preposterous considering that first half Brock is better than Trey Lance has ever been, <laughs> even in college. I mean, first and half Brock far better in, in far yeah. better in the second half. So I mean, it's just <laughs> yeah. it's not. I'm with you. It's not a competition. It's not a competition. Trey Lance has never, ever shown to have the multitude of skills that Trey has in feeling pocket pressure and reading defenses and getting through progressions. By the way, he does all those better than Jimmy. Far better. And I'm sure Dibs can uh, enjoy that, considering I was a staunch Jimmy supporter. But I can't believe you've uh, given up on Jimmy like yeah. that, Brian. 
I haven't given up. I, I believe in Jimmy, and I think he's going to be a great backup quarterback for the Raiders next year. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, th- I think Purdy, Purdy's the guy. I mean, that's a better, just to put it in perspective, outside of the Super Bowl, that's a better playoff game than Steve Young ever had in his career. Right? I mean, yeah, B- BPA, I, I think I'm with you. Like, all of us Jimmy supporters need to, uh, like, yes, Brock's better. Like he, Jimmy never looked like this. They're, they're averaging 34 and a half points a game since he came in. And, and somehow people are like, yeah, battle next year. This is nothing against Trey. We still haven't seen enough Trey. Trey might be a right. wonderful NFL quarterback, and I have no idea if it'll be here or somewhere else. That story has to unfold. All I know is what I see now. Sure. And this is the damn deal. But This is the damn deal. And I'm just going to say this to you and Brian and to everyone else in terms of the way this usually works. You don't spend three first-round picks to go up and draft a guy and just say now, after five quarters of him being the starter, well, you're just automatically the backup. It doesn't hurt Brock at all to open it up and say, there's going to be a competition for the starting quarterback job. It doesn't mean that Brock doesn't enter the year as QB1. Brock Purdy beat out Nate Sudfeld to be the number two quarterback. And then Jimmy Garoppolo had no suitors. So Jimmy slid in. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. At two, Brock became de facto number three. Brock Purdy was in a competition with Nate Sudfeld. It didn't hurt Brock and his little feelings at all. Oh, no, I don't so think you that. Only, you don't I don't think Trey's going say, anywhere. Oh, Brock, you got a lot to prove here. It's Trey Lance's job to lose. No, well, but Trey Lance gets a shot to come into camp and show what he's got. He's not automatically the backup. They're not splitting reps. Uh, I can tell you that. But that's but a camp that's, is a different story. In a, yeah, that's a conversation for a different day. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy, and plenty more of your calls coming up next. We keep on rolling here. Willard and Dibs ninety five seven. The game. My Dodger hatred ended. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Your Dodger hatred ended. That's, no, oh, like man. everything Mookie Betts has done. Man, Spadoni, you're piling on a guy. Uh, I was misquoted. Man. Uh, that was taken out of context. Where's the cut of Tommy Lasorda's like a father to me? Uh, I'm a Dodger fan. No, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's not my voice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do with him this week, by the way. Oh, it's easy. No, I... Like, like for real, though. And, and again, like, Lay you know, off. we did this last year, and I had a problem with it last year. It's all fun and games until this week. Like, now I'm actually bothered by it. I don't, I don't, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I have to be real here. I have concerns about the changeover the rest of this week. Like, I don't. I'm a snob. I, I You're do a not, pro. I Just mean, do what I, you did last year. Steiny and who? I'll be fine. Yeah, thank you. Like, don't I, miss Steiny and who? No to three. The, right? Is he is he here yet? Does he have a cowboy jersey Not on? Not here yet, but you know he's got a jersey on. Don't do that. You're that, that's trolling. It's wrong. He's the real deal. He's an authentic yeah. Cowboys fan and his it was his but uncle <laughs> or his grandpa's from Texas. He comes by it honestly. 
I'm not here to defend Dallas Cowboy fans. I am here to defend Daryl the Guru Johnson. He's always been a Cowboys fan. He's not one of these oh, not... New Jersey Dak Prescott wannabe <laughs> newbies. I'm uh, stay off of my timeline. Thank I'm you. not calling him. Lay off. I'm not calling him a fake. I'm calling him inappropriate. Um, you like? You're, wow. We're not there. We're here. And we're not there. Thank you, Jonathan. We're, we're here. here. Yeah. And they're they're there, there right? We're, we're here. This is San Francisco, California. But what is more offensive? And I'm going to ask you this in terms of the entirety of noon to three. Is it worse to be an authentic, true blue cowboy fan or to be a bandwagon, I see a shiny object, and so now I love Kirk Cousins, Minnesota Vikings fan. What's worse? Uh, well, again, it, no, it's not even about who you root for. This will be a non-answer. No, you're not allowed to throw it in our faces on a Tuesday. We're here. You want to wear that jersey? You can go to the game. Go to the game. What's worse, though? Some A bandwagoner? Who, oh, I like Kirk Cousins. Well, sure, the bandwagoner. The bandwagoner okay. is worse. But, but, but Steiny, if the Vikings had won last week and <clears throat> they didn't. Yes. But if they had won last week and he showed up here yesterday wearing an XL Kirk Cousins jersey down to his thighs... I'd have been like, get out of the room. The next jersey he wears will be the first jersey he wears. Right. I've known Steiny for 15 years, 16 years. Uh, I mean, we, we spent a lot of time together. I've yeah. had conversations with this man. I've never once in my entire life seen him even try a jersey on. Yeah. Let alone wear a jersey out in public. Hit the pike. Yeah, it's not happening. No. But but they're also, you have to, in other words, I think you have to have a healthy knowledge, understanding, and respect for where you are and what you're doing and who you're going to see. You walk into a San Francisco radio station this morning wearing a Dallas Cowboy jersey. That is akin to meeting the parents uh, for the first time, and they're inviting you over for dinner, and you show up in flip flops. It, it, it's just, it's, it's just not what you do. It's disrespectful. You don't do that. You don't purposefully go into a situation trying to tick people off who are supposed to be your friends. You don't do that. You just don't do it. You want to wear that on Sunday at the game? Ah! You wear it on Sunday at the game. Okay? He's been wearing it for two weeks straight. He's been wearing it for seven years straight. But, to, yeah. but now, now it's opponent week. You're playing the Bucks last week. You can wear that thing all you want. Now, you're playing the 49ers. That's our team. Don't bring that stuff in here now. Well, you can direct it to him. I will. Uh, 1155, I will. Guru and Steiny come in. It's, uh, you know, Guru is Guru. It, it would be different I'm for me if all of a sudden now... <laughs> And I got it, by the way. <laughs> Did you? Like, watching Dibs do a radio show and be Mr. Miyagi at the exact same time is incredible. If I had chopsticks, you I would have chopsticks. Like, what is that? Did you get a fly? What is that, It's bug? a gnat. It's a gnat? It's, it's not quite a fly. It's one of those tiny little gnats. Oh, it's tiny. Remember when we broadcast live in Linden? <laughs> and it's a three for your tiny. Remember live in Linden? The amount of... Oh, I, did, I didn't yeah. get it. You didn't get yeah, it. I see it. it yeah, there it is. He's coming toward me. Oh, no. Come over here, Nat. You don't bother me. This may be you a stretch for you, there. but go ahead and talk for a minute. <laughs> That's a four. I'm going to get this. You give yourself a four. I just did. You can't do that. That's a two for giving yourself a four. I'll give myself You're a two wait for, for the somebody four. else to give you a number. I, I haven't been here that long, but I know that. You can't be the first one to give yourself a number. That's a four for, for you some... calling me on me, giving me a two, but I'm still taking a four yeah, for giving myself a four. You don't get to do four. that. All right. Jason in North Carolina, you talk. What are you Please doing, Jason? What are you doing? Hey, guys. What's Big up? What's up? The first time caller. Thanks, man. So I know this is a huge topic for another day, but everybody keeps saying, you know, Brock's going in as a starter and Lance isn't the guy. I'm on board with that. But what do the Niners do? Do they just say, hey, we got it wrong. We're going to trade him? Because you can't put that guy on the bench, right? You don't give up that much and sit him. And do you trade him before the season? Or you wait during the season and people say, well, he's not even good enough to start for them. You're not going to get as much as you gave. 
I disagree with your premise, Jason. I, I totally think that Trey Lance can be the backup next year. And, and here's one thing that I've learned about coaches. Definitely Kyle Shanahan um, and, and almost all NFL coaches. Watch what they do when they get people into the room. Right? We, we do this. Oh, you're a first-round pick. And then your second round pick, your third round pick, fourth round pick, whatever round, undrafted free agent. They'll bring guys in, and and we think there's something political to what happens next, something financial to what happens next. And sure, there are decisions to be made, and, and finances factor into that. But the coach on the field plays the best guy. Like... Ty Davis Price was drafted in what round? Yeah. Right? Third, I think, right? And and where was Jordan Mason drafted? Oh, I forgot. He wasn't. Okay? And and, and who's active on game day right now? The 49ers are littered with guys who are getting extensions out of the fifth round. This is a team that's being run by Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, and George Kittle in many ways. Bunch of fifth rounders. Okay? So once you're in the building... They're not going to care that much about how you got there. They're just going to say, you're in the building. Right. And if you're playing the best, you play. That's it. Especially when you are in a situation where you're a winning organization. Now, if you're three and seven and it looks like you're going nowhere, well, then maybe you might look at a guy who you drafted higher than the quarterback who might actually be better and say, well, I feel obligated to at least see what we have in this drafted player and have him play. That way we can at least see what we have in the player that we drafted. But when you're winning and you're in a spot like they are now, and no matter how this ends, going into next year, Brock Purdy has the inside slot the inside path on being the starting quarterback based on what he has shown you. Then Now, to me, that doesn't mean that you're not going to see what Trey Lance can do. You're not going to automatically shuttle Trey Lance into the backup spot and not develop Trey Lance. You still want to see what you have in Trey Lance. Who was that cat that Seattle signed for big money and then they drafted Russell Wilson in the third round? Who was the cat that they, they, they signed? Flynn. Matt Flynn, Flynn. Thank you. Matt Flynn. Yeah. Greater legend. Okay. Great, great example here. Okay. Once you're in the building, a good coach doesn't care how you got there. Pete Carroll was part of a group that sat in a room and said, we need a QB. We're going to pay big money for Matt Flynn. We're going to bring him in, and he is our quarterback. Then they drafted Russell Wilson in the third round. Then training camp happened, and Pete Carroll went, you know what? I think Russell Wilson's our quarterback. And Matt Matt Flynn never played. Right. Never, ever got in there and never really got a chance. And I actually think as much as, yes, you could look at that as an organizational mistake and the 49ers drafting of Trey Lance, the trade to get him may very well end up being viewed as a huge mistake. It may go there. I don't know if it'll get there someday, but I credit an organization for a willingness to pivot when they realize that someone else actually has the goods at at a higher level and go with that. Don't let money and politics get into right, this. Right. Like I know, and I see all of you. Like right now, there is an aspect of 49er fans where if you really get excited about Brock Purdy and you say, "Oh, he's the guy," there are some 49er fans that'll be like, "Oh, you hate Trey." No, this has nothing to do with that whatsoever. I have no idea what he's going to be. I hope he's going to be great. I don't know if it'll be with this organization. I don't know if it'll be with another organization. But I am going to always credit an organization when they see something and it really works at a high level. Like, you got to look at this conversation the other way around. You're you're saying, oh, this is anti-Trey. Do you realize how anti-Brock it would be? how political, how financial it would be if you were to come back next year and be like, well, Trey is our starter. He was drafted in the first round. That would be offensive. Absolutely. It would be offensive after what this guy's done. It would be indicative of a damaged organization. It would be a general manager saying, I drafted this guy. He's my guy. I want to see how this player is going to perform. And the head coach saying, well, this guy is clearly better than the GM. I'm your boss. I write your checks. Hmm. I pay you. You work for me. And then the coach saying, well, geez, I, I think this guy Brock Purdy is better than Trey Lance, but my boss is saying I got to play Trey Lance. So sorry, Brock. We're going to go with the first round, the number three overall pick, because my boss is telling me to say so. That would be 
you know, evidence to me of a badly damaged organization. Instead, with the Niners, you have a GM, John Lynch, who has a gold jacket. And he's the GM, but at the same time, he defers to Kyle Shanahan because Kyle Shanahan is the guy ostensibly running the show. And so Kyle and John, they draft Brock Purdy. And now Brock Purdy's clearly better than Trey Lance. And so going into next year... It's going to be Brock Purdy who gets a crack at being the starter. And if John and Kyle and the rest of the staff look at it next August and say, whoa, <laughs> Trey's gotten a lot better. Maybe we should go to Trey. That will be based on what Trey shows them in camp, not based on draft position. Totally, totally. Yeah, I did. it's like just grab the other side of the lens and look through it. How would you feel as a fan if, if, if they jammed Trey Lance down your throat well, let, let's say Brock wins one, two, maybe even three more football games. Yeah. Like, how would you feel if, if Brock Purdy then just went back to the sideline? How Go to week one next year. Trey's playing. Niners go 0-1. What do you think happens? Fan base goes crazy. Be marching in the streets if Brock is sitting there on the sideline. Niners go out and only score 14 points and lose a football game. Like, you can't do that. So it's, it's really kind of the other way around. Road to Glendale begins now. It's brought to you by Merrill West Credit Union. Working for you today, tomorrow, together. Willard and Dibs taking your phone calls. Let's go to E in San Jose. Next up. Uh, hey, E, what are you doing? I am on my way to a walkthrough just driving around Sunnyvale. How are you guys doing today? You know, we cooking. So to piggyback on the last guy's point, I thought he was going to steal my thunder. But uh, so... What the Niners need to do is let's just assume that Brock wins the starting job next uh, in, in the offseason, next preseason. What they need to do is put Trey Lance, a healthy Trey Lance, on the Eddie Lacy diet, add about 20, 25 pounds of muscle, and turn him into Taysom Hill and not just give up on him, but give him a, a substantial package of plays that puts him on the field 20, 30% of the time and brings him into the fold in doing way more than just holding a clipboard. And I'll take you guys' uh, take you guys' answer off air. It's a great uptick. It's <laughs> the only thing that's saving you. Uh, so you, you put on 25 pounds to Trey Lance. Now he's 250. He's already 6'4", 225. So I don't think that the issue with Trey Lance is he's not hefty agree. enough. He's not sturdy enough. I think the issue with Trey Lance is endemic to the position he plays. The biggest question mark of Trey Lance is can he be a quarterback? And until you see him actually quarterback a team from the pocket with the full array of weapons that Brock Purdy has been able to showcase, you're not really going to know. So if Trey Lance comes into camp next year and Brock Purdy is still seen as better, which is very likely at this point, and Trey Lance is the backup, and Brock Purdy plays all year, and Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt, and Trey Lance is a backup. Maybe you have a little bit of a package here and there for Trey Lance. At the end of that year, Trey Lance is going to be going elsewhere. Um, yeah, like I, I don't see the conversion no into idea. Trey Lance right. as what? Well, a I, tight end, I, right? I don't know why everybody at this. See, now this is where I'll agree with sort of the point that people were coming out with earlier. Like that is is totally a conversation for a different day, and I don't know why that would we would feel that to be forced. People love to use Taysom Hill as the as the cop, and and and, and so let me raise my hand and ask a question. Has anyone actually ever seen that work? Like, I know fantasy football is like, this is super cool. I can use Taysom Hill at the tight end spot in my fantasy league. By the way, I did this, and, and the league got mad at me. I can use Taysom Hill in the tight end spot, and sometimes he comes in at quarterback, and he scores touchdowns and all that. Yeah, the Saints stunk. And they're doing that because Andy Dalton is their quarterback, and they did it a little bit when Drew Brees was at the end of his career. They never won anything. Like, there, there isn't really this great comp for, hey, you've got this mobile quarterback on the sideline, bring him in in key spots, have him run around and, uh, and score touchdowns for you, and that's going to lead to a Super Bowl title. I'm pretty sure most of the teams that win the Super Bowl are like, that's our quarterback right there, that guy. He's our quarterback, and he's good, and so we win. The, 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 the Chiefs and Bills are not, oh, you know what we need? I, uh, no. That, that, that's 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 not exciting to me at all. If if that works, great conversation for another day. But that what I'm getting at is 
and this will be hard for people to wrap their head around, and it's a tough break for Trey Lance. There's no two ways about it. But the bottom line is, in pro sports and other professional spots, when you find your person, hold on to your person. Yeah. Okay? Like, do this with your relationship if you want. When you find your person, take care of your person and keep your person. Mm. When that person finally tells you that they're not your person, get the hell out. Go find a different person. But like Brock Purdy right now, every little solitary thing that he's done is telling you this is your person. So, well, he hasn't lost, so it's tough so right that, now. To right. you've had six amazing well, dates with your person, right? They score over thirty. Oh, and, the oh. sex is so good. <laughs> exactly. Amazing. Exactly. Every don't me- talk about no, that. No, don't talk about that. No, 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 go ahead, talk about that. Then, thank you. Yeah, I was waiting talk for about it. that. Talk about that. This. I mean, every date has been great. Yeah. Every meal has been great. Why on earth would you be looking at other people? I don't understand. And that's, ain't, ain't and that's exciting. <laughs> that's exciting to me. So that's where I'm at today. This has nothing to do with training Big camp Big date, though, year. coming up this weekend. This yeah. is like that first uh, yeah. that first overnight date where you guys are going to go to a bed and breakfast somewhere, and you're hoping that not only does the dinner go well and the bedroom activity go great, but in the morning when you get a chance to look at Brock Purdy, huh. and the halitosis is there, and you know that 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 morning bedhead and all the rest of it. You're well, not you're not too scared off. Yeah, look, everybody gets to the point in their relationship where they don't have to hide in the other room for flatulence. Mm. Okay, we get it. I know. So Brock's gonna have his bad games. Everybody's got their bad traits. Okay, right? I get it. We get it. You know what I mean? Like I'm even. Lovely Christy, we're at that spot where she's like, dude, you know what? There are times there are times where you're talking to me and when there's still food in your mouth. And I hate it. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've all got warts. We've all got warts. And you try to adjust. And you you know, I can stop doing this and I can try to stop doing that. But you got to do that all within the framework of still being you. Because you got to allow, don't try to change people. Sure. It doesn't work. No, it Never doesn't work. It doesn't work. So believe we're, me, we're gonna get tiger in the stripes. Want a beer? Have a beer. Leopard can't change his spots. We're gonna get there. We're going to get there. Brock is going to annoy you someday, but I am hopefully not till August. I am so excited about Dallas being in town, and I am so excited that it feels like to me the 49ers might have found their person. Yeah, that's and, it. That's well, I mean. We'll see. We'll see. But for now, you know that he is the person that they're going away to that, that bed and breakfast with this weekend. Sunday, it's going to be Brock Purdy. Brock's their guy. Unless something untoward or unforeseen happens between now and Sunday at 3.30, it is Brock Purdy. And based on how this relationship has gone so far, you're not thinking about anything other than a magical day on Sunday against Dallas. Yeah, absolutely. Look, that's the other conversation that we're having today, which I, I really do. And it, 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 it recrystallized for the 50th time in my life watching that game last night because I'm no huge fan of, of Tom Brady. And uh, I honestly didn't even really care. Uh, who won the game last night? I like I don't. I Dal- wanted Dallas bad. Yeah, and Dallas doesn't scare me. Tampa Bay. I mean, they're better. So I guess if you look at the three options for the 49ers, there was Dallas, there was Tampa, there was Minnesota. Who do I think has the best chance to potentially beat the 49ers? Yes, probably Dallas. Dallas, definitely. probably Dallas, probably but Dallas. Which but they don't scare me. Is the best for what we do and best for the overall excitement no. of the Bay Area? Yes, not even close. No, Tampa would be second, and Minnesota would be a very, very distant third. And that's where, like, you look at the Warriors' run last year: Denver, Memphis, Dallas. Not a lot of marquee opponents in those three. Now, you had Boston at the end of it, which was about as incredible as you could want in terms of matchup, marquee value, and the rest of it. But in terms of the 49ers and a run to the Super Bowl, Seattle, uh, division rival, check. Dallas, eternal rival, check. A trip to Philadelphia, potentially, that would be huge. And then... 
a Super Bowl rematch against yeah. Kansas City or a battle with Buffalo, your quest for six, their search for one, or Cincinnati in the third Super Bowl matchup between these two teams. And the Super Bowl matchup, if it goes Seattle, Dallas, Philly, and whoever you want in the AFC, an apologies to Jacksonville. <laughs> apologies to the I Jags. I was like, I can't believe you're doing this to the Jags. They're, They're not a 27-point deficit. That's the blowout of the weekend, by the way. They're Cinderella's slipper, and if it does not fit, then Jacksonville must sit out the AFC Championship. What, uh, what's they get the, crushed. What's the number in that game? Nine? Uh, eight and a half is Nine? what I think. Oh. I'll, I'll take a, a final here confirmation. Uh, a Tuesday uh, look. Uh, uh. Yeah. What were you, three and three this past weekend? Yeah, my parlor went yeah. three and three. Oh, boy. Three and three, which yeah. is as boring as it gets. Yeah, eight and a half. It. Thank you, John. John in the back. Yeah. That that eight and uh, a half. You want to take eight and a half? Yeah, I do. I ain't betting anything on it. Who the it. hell is John? But I'll, I'll lay the eight and a half well, right here. I, now. I, I I know you will. Which it just boy, it feels so easy, doesn't it? It, it feels does. So easy. Kansas City off of a week off and at home mm-hmm. against a Jacksonville team that is ship with a P. Lucky. Huh. They got boat lucky that they beat. A team that, by the way, has fired its offensive coordinator and its quarterback's coach in the wake of a playoff loss. Hey, memo to Chargers front office. Go Chargers, go. It's the coach. Oh. It's not the OC and the coordinator. Yeah, speaking of that, though. Good God. Coming up next, I I, I mean, I think you know what I'm talking about. I saw a quote yesterday that I'm like, I, I think Dan Dibley might be the most angry man in America after this quote. Wait, what? Uh, so, yeah, we'll have that for you coming up next. Plus, last night did put to an end one thought about the 49er quarterback situation. That's all ahead, and we're still taking your phone calls because all guests appear on the Bud Light guest line. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy, and you are the guest today. 888-957-9570. We keep taking your calls next on Willard and Dibs. Oh. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.